Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest it's Friday. Yes, it is. Happy wrapping New up, Year. Wrapping up this first week of the new year. First Friday of the new year. And the last one will be here before we know it. Which is, uh, of course, January the 6th, the year of our Lord, 2023. Yes, it is. Wow. 2023. Already made it to the end of the first week. It just, it just flies by. We're getting into the kind of dates now that are stuff of pure science fiction. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And I, you know. They were making movies back in the 60s and the 80s. They didn't even count this high. <laughs> yeah. Surely they'll all be over by then. Well, I mean, back when I was a kid, we were going to party like it was 1999. Oh, we did. So We did. Yeah. And here we are. So today, let's read like it's 2023. Okay. All right. Psalm 71 from the New American Standard 1995 edition. Get those bifocals ready. I'm I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, absolutely. My old. 2023. Oh, my goodness. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of habitation to which I may continually come. You have given commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the grasp of the wrongdoer and ruthless man, for you are my hope. O Lord God, you are my confidence from my youth. By you I have been sustained from my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have become a marvel to many, for you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies have spoken against me, and those who watch for my life have consulted together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and seize him, for there is no one to deliver. No, God, do not be far from me. O my God, hasten to my help. Let those who are adversaries of my soul be ashamed and consumed. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek to injure me. But as for me, I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and of your salvation all day long, for I do not know the sum of them. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. And even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who are to come. For your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens, you who have done great things. O God, who is like you? You who have shown me many troubles and distresses will revive me again and will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. May you increase my greatness and turn to my comfort. I will also praise you with a harp, even your truth, O my God. To you I will sing praises with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you and my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue also will utter your righteousness all day long, for they are ashamed, for they are humiliated who seek my hurt. Mm. Up from the depths. Up from the depths. So we've been talking this week about the man, the the older psalmist. A lot of emphasis here on uh, being old and still enemies, being gray-headed, mindful of the next generation, and he has a, a work for them and a role to praise God and to pass on to them his knowledge of the mighty deeds of God, um, even to pass on that great question, who is like our God? But on Fridays, 
we like to talk about uh, Jesus and finding him in the Psalms. And I, I guess I'm just kind of bringing this out. Jesus in his earthly ministry, 33 years, not an old man. No, not no, at all. Not by I don't, any stretch I don't of the care imagination. What my teenage kids are saying. <laughs> when they get there, they'll learn. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing old about your thirties. I, I remember. I don't know. I think when I was in my early twenties, maybe I was watching some police show, uh-huh. and some crime had been committed, and they had some kid who was probably eight or nine years old was the witness, and they're asking, "Okay, can you tell us anybody? Can you tell us anything about the guy? I mean, you know." age, race. Oh yeah. He was old, old, super old. I mean, he was like, he had to be 25. (laughs) (laughs) I've always remembered that. I I remember uh, the first uh, congregation I was preaching with full time and I'd been out for a little while. And uh, one of the brothers who was an older brother came up and he asked me, how old are you? And I said, I think at the time I said I was 25, 24, something Mm -hmm. like that. He goes, you are an Infant. <laughs> so it's all a matter of perspective, isn't I, it? I kind of laughed it's and a little I said, bit relative. Well, you know, I just want to, I'll just keep going. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about that at the, well, you know, at the time. I mean, it must feel nice to still be the young preacher here, though. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, well, as long as I'm working with you, I know yeah. I'll be the You'll always young be preacher. the young preacher. So anyway, talking about this, let's find <laughs> Jesus here in the psalm rather than getting distracted with all of our own I was mortality. going somewhere with that, but I, I think my, my point being that we are going to find Christ in this psalm and certainly messianic But not because he was an old man. But not because he was an old man. No, no. We've talked about some old men. We've talked about Moses being 80, leading the Israelites out of the the uh, uh, Red, Red sea. sea, and we talked about David, be- <laughs> Daniel. Daniel, being cast down into the pit, yeah. surely in his 80s when he faces the lion's den. Well, we but, have talked about David also, the, the whole Adonijah rebellion at the beginning right. of 1 Kings, when he's aged and the whole thing was happening with Abishag because he was weak. In his earthly experience, Christ didn't get to old age. No, no. Yeah. However, let me tell you something that Christ did get to. Mm-hmm. He did get into the depths of the earth, mm-hmm. and he did get brought up again from them. Ah. He was revived. So here we get to verse 20, and in our psalm, this I find interesting. So you who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again from the depths of the earth. You will bring me up again. I think it was in our Thursday conversation, We, or maybe it was Wednesday. I guess it was Wednesday because we were reading the American Literary Version on Wednesday. We we talked about the difference between the potential singular and plural here. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so in the commentaries with the students of this text, when we get there, what, what I found is two statements were almost made almost every single time. The first one was, well, there's a question about is this national or is this individual? Is this singular? Is this plural? And then the second comment that was almost almost universally made, I know that we as Christians with our understanding of resurrection want to come to this verse and we want to find resurrection there, but we need to remember that these ancients didn't have the same concept of resurrection that we have, and so we shouldn't read that in there. This is for for them and for their culture is just a hyperbole. It's an exaggeration and is really talking about someone who is facing death, but they're saved. We we shouldn't, we shouldn't read resurrection here. I, again and again and again, I read that. Now, look, I don't know exactly 
what perspective these ancients had on resurrection. I am sure that their concept of resurrection was not nearly as developed as ours under the new covenant well, of with course Jesus not. Christ. But I think I, well, the, the question I often ask is, how many times do we have to have statements that that is what gets said in the commentaries? Now, I know it looks like resurrection, but those guys didn't believe in resurrection, so we can't read that here. Well, it, I just don't know how many times we have to read that before we start saying, I'm actually reading a whole lot about what looks like resurrection. I believe the the beauty and the and the, the joy of being a Christian is that we do have Christ. Yes. And that we are to look back to the scriptures through Christ. Yes. That they were looking forward to him. And when we look back through the cross and through Jesus, it helps us to understand all that was hidden in prior yes, times. Yes. And that's exactly the thing I was thinking. I think all of that statement misses the point. Yeah. yeah. I am a Christian. I serve a risen Savior. So when I look back through the lens of Jesus, and, and that's the thing that I think we need to grasp, is that the resurrection is the single most pivotal moment in all of history. And it was a moment that changed everything. And it's yeah. a moment that changed even how we read Scripture. I think about when Jesus makes his statement about the temple, mm -hmm. and he says, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Yeah. Nobody understood him when he no, said it. Even not. his disciples didn't understand Correct. it. But what John says is is after his resurrection, they looked back, they heard that, and they remembered, oh, that's what Jesus was talking yeah. about. He wasn't actually talking about this building. He was talking about the temple of his body because the resurrection changed their perspective. And that's the same thing. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, I read this through that. And so, yeah, here's resurrection. I think we get a lesson to do this also from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, when the Apostle Paul talks about how when you read this law through Christ, it is a lifting of the veil. Yes. Now the veil is off. Now it is all clear. Now it is all bright and shining. But until you appreciate that Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ and is the Messiah, you read these scriptures, you read this law of Moses, but it is still veiled. It is still unclear. And so while, you know, I'm big into the grammatical, historical method of interpretation, we understand those things. At the same time, I am a Christian, and we are told to go back and read this scripture through Christ. I think about Psalm 16. Psalm 16 is a place where we struggle and folks try to figure out what did David mean and what did he think back when it said, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. Yeah. What, what did he understand there? And the reality is, is that David himself, if we're going to take that Psalm literally uh, as applied to himself, well, that didn't happen literally. Right. And for him, in whatever context is going on, it is an exaggerated statement to talk about some deliverance that happened at that moment. But how do the apostles see it? Mm -hmm. It's Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's Jesus. You know, we can't take that statement literally about David. And the reality is there's actually multiple statements like that, like this one. Mm -hmm. We can't take mm -hmm. it literally about the psalmist. We can't even take it literally about Israel. But I tell you who we can take it literally about. We can take it literally about Jesus. Jesus did go into the depths of the earth. He was yeah. revived and he was brought forth. He had seen calamities and troubles. Let me tell you another part of this Amen. verse that we can't take literally about David or whoever wrote this. You know that part where it said that, you know what, I've relied on you completely throughout my whole life. There's not anybody in history that we can apply that to literally. Nobody. Hmm. David certainly didn't. David with his sin with Bathsheba and the, the killing of Uriah. David with his not trusting God but counting the armies. David with the, the various and sundry sins that we, we don't know 
all the things that he did, but we know he was not this perfect paragon of pure faith for his entire life every step of the way. Nobody could say, my entire life, I've always trusted you, I've always run to you. But I, Well, I mean, except there's one. There's one that we could say that about, and that's Jesus. Amen. And so, Amen. you know, yes, we go back to these Psalms, and we, we see these statements that are exaggerated claims, that are figurative, that are metaphorical, when taken from the writer's perspective. But when I see them in Jesus, I actually see them literally in extreme measure. And I think this is one of those places. The echo of the resurrection is certainly there. Even the echo of, of suffering at the hands of enemies, their conspiracies, as well as their taunts. When I look at uh, verse 10 of Psalm 71, my enemies speak against me. Those who lie in wait for my life, they take counsel together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. And that very much echoes the taunts of the Lord as he hangs on the cross. You know, if he called God, let him deliver him now. Yeah. But see, but there's no deliverance. And if you are the Son of God, come down off the cross. Yeah. And, you know, that, and the, of course, conspiracies, right, to put Jesus upon the cross. Yeah. Here's what I like about this question about singular versus plural in this verse. Mm-hmm. Was the psalmist talking about himself? Was he talking about the nation? Maybe, maybe this is one of those places where God has allowed in his providence for this, for this a little vagary, ambiguity, a little ambiguity, because when I, when I see that, I, I get, you know what, my king mm-hmm. is resurrected. Yeah. You know what that means about us, his people? When we follow in his footsteps, we too will face resurrection. We Absolutely. too will experience that. This is what's happened for our king. Uh, even as, as you try to look at it just back at Israel, is this, is this one person representing the nation? Is this the nation? Even, even with all that, you have that picture of the king standing for the nation. And so really, either way you get there, our Savior went into the depths of the earth, Mm -hmm. and he burst forth, and he revived and was brought forth again. And when we follow in his footsteps, when we give our allegiance to him, that's what's going to happen for us. Amen. And so let's hang on to him. I'm so glad we've had this first week of 2023 together to be talking through Psalm 71. It's hard to believe, Edwin, but we're going to be closing out a book two of the Psalms here very shortly. Next week, yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're looking forward to that. And uh, that uh, God would just bless us for a great year together. We're so glad that you've joined us for Text Talk this week. If you're in the Tampa area, come out and worship with us at Livingston. Uh, We'll be together Sunday for worship at 10 a.m. All of the uh, directions and everything else you'll need to get there, you can find at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. And uh, and we'd love to meet you and worship with you Sunday. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity to discuss it together. And we've been encouraged in the scriptures, Father. We pray that all listening to this conversation have been encouraged as well. Particularly reminded, Father, what a precious prism and perspective we have to look back at these Psalms, at these Old Testament scriptures through Christ. We pray, Father, that the veil is lifted off and that we are encouraged in the beauty and the power and the promise of your resurrection to live for you this day that we might live with you forever in Christ. In his name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. 
You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.